three, a two, a one. Hello, Stephen. How are you, Adam? I, 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 I'm a bit thrown off because you just did a weird Sesame Street count there before we started. It was bound to happen when you said give me the count. Would you like to uh, do it again on records just so people can really understand what I felt there? Three, a two, a one. That's all. <laughs> like... I, I feel Bella Lugosi has a lot to answer for in terms of just deciding that's what a nation sounds like. It's what all Romanians sound like. <laughs> I was having not quite an argument recently. Oh, there's going to be a lot of reverb on this because I forgot to take my guitars down off the wall. I'm going to, I'm going to take them down. Hold on one sec. Sorry. I'm back. We were talking about... Oh, yeah. You were saying that you were having a long argument, probably something about when is International Men's Day or something. Oh, God, Adam. Happy Women's Day, Stephen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was waiting for someone to say it to me. Yeah. Um, no, I was talking about someone about pirate accents because uh, they wanted me to write something in a pirate dialect but have it feel luxury and and they're like they sent me on this text to edit that was like oh what a weird brief yeah yeah i know it's just someone it wasn't even uh, for work it was just someone who needed a a favor uh, for this product they were working on and i tried to explain to them a luxury and pirate don't go together but b there is no authentic pirate dialect as we know it as you'd see it in pirates of the caribbean or fucking Captain Crunch serial or whatever it is that dialect that Yarmy Hearty was invented in in the Treasure Island movie I think for Errol Flynn so it's God Adam you must be so much fun at parties <laughs> no but if you, if you want something done you have to fucking do your research and get and get the authenticity in it you know uh, and it just it just like it bugged me a bit that they wanted all these kind of mixed dialogue when, when that's it isn't authentic at all because it bugs me as I'm sure it does you because we spoke about wild mountain time and those atrocious accents even by Irish people in them. Romanian people must be so annoyed about Dracula. I'm sure they're all making a fucking fortune off it so. I wouldn't say so. I mean some people Dracula's castle. Like I'm mad. I am mad to go to Bram Castle. Stone mad to go to Bram Castle. What's Bram Castle? That was where the castle of Dracula's castle. No, Bram Stoker is the guy who wrote Dracula. Yeah, but is Bram Castle not the name of the castle? Maybe I have that wrong. Could have it wrong. Let's Google it. Bran. Oh, I thought you said Bram, as in Bram Stoker. I did probably say Bran, Bram, because I did, wasn't one hundred percent sure, but I knew, I knew that was what you know, Bran, Bram. It's in a place called Bran. Which is a shit name for a town. No pun intended. Very fibrous. Yeah. Now it's gorgeous castle. If you want to, I assume if you want to go yeah. there, you've looked at it already. It's beautiful. I'm mad to go and see it. I would love to visit there. Hmm. Yeah. In transsexual Transylvania. They all speak like the Count from uh, Sesame Street. 
<laughs> Welcome to it, Bran. I hope you come back regularly. How is your brain, Stephen? Meh. It's, it's actually a tiny bit slow this evening. Why? I just wanted to check in with your with your mind state with with lockdown. Well, in terms of the lockdown thing, I'm actually grand. I'm in a state of zen these days. But just because I'm lower in calories than usual, my brain is going a little bit slower than usual as well. Okay. What has you in a state of zen? Well, for one, I, I suppose I, I've got a kind of a bit of a routine going. Okay. Which is good. The evenings are getting a bit longer. And I just, I sort of... I've got just got a nice, nice bit of a routine going. So you know, I'm, I'm, qu- I'm quite, quite happy enough at the minute, just bopping along. I'm making a bit of progress with my weight. One of the, like it was kind of annoying me there for a while that I was wearing trousers and I wasn't liking them, but I couldn't buy new jeans. With you know, I could buy them online, but I don't like buying jeans online. Uh, I don't trust that they'll fit me because you know jeans are sort of they'll fit you. They don't and. I lost enough weight that I am down to two other pairs of jeans that I had that just never fitted me right that I'd bought that were too small. And I finally got out of them horrible jeans I was wearing. Great. So uh, th- you're, you're down at least a size then, are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I have a stone lost since Ash Wednesday. That's not long ago at all. Uh, we're coming on to three weeks. What are you doing then? What's, what's, what do you, have you done since the last week since people listened in? I've been maintaining the calorie, lower calories, and started doing a bit, like I've been getting out for my walks and stuff, but I did start doing a bit of running and things as well, just to, to try up the ante on it. Um, haven't been having any drink, and yeah, it's just the way it's been shifting for me. Great. Proud of yourself? You feel it's going to be sustainable? Yeah. And my blood pressure is it's actually really good these days. Great. Which gives me extra energy, which again contributes to my state of zen. That's brilliant. Well done. So all of that is very positive. Going to try keep it up now and shift another stone before Easter. And then Hopefully. let it all go tits up with Easter eggs. And then fuck it. Fuck it. How is your mindset? I don't know. I've I've started meditating again recently simply because Headspace reminded me, hey, do you know what? You should uh, re-up your subscription. So I did. And that's been helping a little bit. And I've been taking a lot of CBD. Yeah. The non-wacky weed stuff. Sometimes I have that. There's a shop in Kilkenny that had a bit of kind of media attention recently. And I thought I wanted to support them. So I go down on Fridays and get a coffee. But I also have like a CBD tea that I will have every day. And I find it's, it's, it's very good for kind of keeping the anxiety down and just maintaining a, a, a bit of a, a level of chill. Yeah, I find if if stuff is is a bit hairy or, you know, you're just not feeling good, you're feeling a bit anxious or whatever, I find CBD is brilliant for that. If you're feeling grand, I find CBD does not. Don't think so? No, I find it only works, it only works if there's something wrong, which is kind of ideal. You wouldn't think that has anything to do with a placebo effect then? No, I don't think it's a placebo effect. I think it's just, it doesn't kind of boost anything. Yeah. In the sense that if, if everything is running normal, it doesn't boost us. But if things aren't running normal, it kind of just brings it up to that level. Okay. So I find it, 
I found it really good for that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's a brilliant thing, uh, CBD oil. I think it's great. It was a great initiative that it was brought in and legalized. I remember when it was happening, it was mad. There was some, some poor kid and they were very unwell. And CBD oil just kind of gave them some level of normality mm. um, in their life. It was bizarre. That it just felt bizarre that this was illegal. Well, it's tr- yeah, it's true. Like we're pretty behind on these kind of things, and I mean, it, European legislation in general as has CBD as being absolutely fine. It's just Ireland has this this hang up that we we can't seem to get over. Are you getting out? Have you been, have you been getting out much this? Yeah. So what I'll try and do is is slowly get back into that routine I had when I was up in Dublin where I used to go running you know um, at lunchtime these days now I'll get out for a walk at lunch and mm. afterwards then if I could get oh my goodness this is going to be a fucking nightmare to edit because I keep yawning uh, afterwards I'll try and go for a walk after work if I can but I, I'm still I'm still just trying to slowly hammer myself into a into any sort of a routine and it's been tough it's been very tough because uh, while I'm 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 back. Uh, I've moved now maybe six weeks and and setting up a routine when when you're in this kind of situation is so difficult. Mm. Even though it should be the easiest fucking thing in the world because because you can't do anything else anyway. But then yeah, I I guess the 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 difference between setting up a routine uh, uh now and the routine that you would have had before is the routine you want to set up is something you enjoy and is something you that you plan to to be something that's good for you whereas routine you get now is just oh i'll go to a place that's not the place where i sleep and i work and all this shit I guess it's the difference between a routine and a fulfilling routine and it's a fulfilling routine that i can't really get to yeah, I mean, it's good. I think the meditation is good to get you back on the straight and narrow and the CBD oil. But it, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. It can be very difficult to find that bit of a routine. It is. Like, before I would have a run, I'd run 3K and have my lunch all over my my lunch hour. And Jesus, now, I can't imagine how that would work at all. Yeah. Do you know, uh, 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 I, I would have one half an hour where I'd run and have a shower and the next half hour then is eating. And Jesus, I couldn't I couldn't cram that in now if I tried. And it's, ju- it's just that kind of thing of transplanting the reality of one, you know, scenario to another and, and making them work. Because in theory, it's the same amount of fucking time and it's the same amount of distance run. But it just, um, transplanting that is very hard. Yeah. No, it is, um, it is hard to just... The thing is, once you get it, it's grand, but it's very hard to start it. It's the same with the dieting as well. It's just, it's very hard to start it. But once you've started, once you're in the rhythm of it, it's easy enough uh, to keep it going. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Here, I have a head- headline for you Go from on. a newspaper. You're usually the one with these kind of stories, but today it's me. Hit me with your rhythm stick. PA Media put out this... Uh, Shoe Zone has named Terry Boot as its next finance boss after predecessor Peter Foote walked away from the role. Fuck off. And the headline was, Boot fills Foote's boots as Shoe Zone finance boss. <laughs> oh, God. 
I feel there's a better version of that headline they could have done with fewer words. There definitely is. But also, that's just mad that that was. If it had been his brother, they could say uh, shoes, shoes on, shoes, shoes on other foot. But it wasn't. It was boot and foot. Yeah. Which kind of makes it even madder. There were brothers. You'd say one thing. That's what you call that. Nominal determination. Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pecksavers replied uh, to the tweet with, that's weird, we've got Gary Glasses replacing Susan Spectacle in HR today. That's something that corporate social media is always, it, it can be hit or miss. I, I think Spectacle did a good job there, but you can't beat an absolutely uh, a, like a, a great called shot when it comes to... Uh, a brand Wendy's I find are fantastic with it you know Wendy's the American mm. chain uh, because whatever team does it are savages yes yeah no I've seen some of their ones before there was a brilliant one done by KFC one time whereby they had only 17 followers on their Twitter account um, the five Spice Girls and 12 guys named Herb <laughs> Herbs and, and Spices and somebody noticed us, and uh, they sent out a picture to a painting of, I don't know, was it him and the colonel riding on the back of a dinosaur? That's fantastic. Which, yeah, it was pretty out there, like, and, you know, out there enough that drew attention. It, yeah, I mean, look, it's, social media can be great for for things like that, as much of a, ces- of a, a cesspool as it is. Uh, these kind of plans, little inter- interactions can be can be a lot of fun mm. Christ the energy is low we need to do something do you know what uh, I think is keeping the energy low at least for me is just and, and I know we talk about this every week is just the massive stretch of time we've been in this fucking lockdown I actually think the energy is really low because of that uh, terrible thing you tried to explain earlier what? the one where I said you were really fun at a party. Um, I think that was why. Pirates. Yeah, pirates don't yeah, really yeah. talk like that. That's a fascinating yeah, I, fact. I, I, think you just, I think you just drove the energy into the ground with that. No, that's a brilliant fact. Pirates don't speak like that. But I, yeah, I, I've been getting super tired of lockdown and uh, like noticing the effects it's kind of having on me. And, and I, I realize this is i mean we're almost four months now into just constant lockdown but the figures are still like nuts high compared to before even though we've been in such a a a ridiculously long lockdown that like you can't humanly imagine that if people are actually adhering to lockdown there's no way the figures could possibly be what they are every day which is in around the five six hundred uh, mark so i looked back again at the basically the averages since things have have really kicked off here and they've never been as consistently high like is it just me or does that is that just mind-boggling i suppose it just got so out of control that you know that was just going to like it got to the point where it was so gone so mad. Hmm. I mean, it's not. It, they're not anywhere near as high as they were back in December, late December, early January. 
But I'll tell you for a bit of context, right? I'm going to give you a kind of rough average uh, of, of cases, the seven day average since this all kicked off to get some context around how high we actually are. So this month last year, uh, say February 29th was the first case, uh, confirmed case of COVID in Ireland. So we didn't really have too many stats for, for February, February 28th, sorry. No, February 29th, it was leap year. Okay, yeah, so last March, the seven-day average varied between 40 and 300 cases. Going on to April, that jumped up because uh, it really started to kick off. So the seven-day average for April 2020 veered between 400 and 900 cases. May, between 50 and 300. Between June and July, the seven-day average for both those months was gen- generally under 30. And this was after the first serious lockdown we had which I don't think is as stringent as what we had now. Uh, September to August it varied it started really low at the start of August kind of around under 20 and the seven day average went up by the end of September to maybe 300. Between October then and now shit went nuts except for November where uh, there was a couple of weeks where it wasn't so bad but our seven day average so far this month has been between 500 and 600 which is higher than most of the times before kind of September August last year. Now I get that a lot of those early figures because we had hadn't really rolled out proper testing plans yet maybe we had figures way higher and so we are on par with with, with last year but right now after you know nine weeks I guess into our heaviest lockdown yet our our figures are still so much higher than the majority of last year yeah no what are we how are the things today uh I don't have them for today but yesterday it was 520 so this led I saw him on Facebook and he was on a page called the Irish Inquiry or something which is a kind of a place for the Tin Hat Brigade right he put out a video, and I mean, all of all of it actually was probably, you know, true enough by the looks of it. The problem is why it was being put out and how it was being presented was, you know, smelled a conspiracy. So you lose so much credibility starting when you have just a stink of conspiracy coming from it. The thing was, it was being presented anyway, that this fella wanted he was at the protest, and he was a protester, um, that one in Dublin where they fired the fireworks. Yeah. And he decided he wanted to go up into Stephen's Green and take a picture down of the crowd. And he went in and he kind of made his way into an area he shouldn't have been. And in there, there was three what were presumably non-uniform guards. Right. And they kind of horsed him around a bit and told him to fuck off you know and they they gave him a bit of a uh, a bit of a, a dragon i suppose and that that was that was the sum of it basically i suppose they didn't want to have a conspiracy guy up there taking their pictures because that's not how undercover guards work um it's pretty lame to be undercover when everyone can everyone can see your face so it you know make kind of makes sense that they didn't want this this led up their filament anyway so that was the, the crux of it but 
You know the way then they have to pull every last ounce of drama out of it. Of course. You know, your man was putting up little bits of pictures of him filming the undercover guards. Um, as, again, without without even thinking that maybe these undercover guards might be severely compromised and in danger if their faces are all over something, identifying them as guards. Um, but, of course, you know, that aspect of it didn't really come into this fellow's mind. Instead, it was conspiracy, conspiracy. But the after thing was, right, they were there and they were f- f- shooting fireworks into the face of the guards. And, you know, it was a general violent right-wing protest march. That that was how it, it came across and that's what it seemed like. I mean, I'm sure most people there didn't want to engage in violence. But the thing was, if you turn up at something where there's going to be, probably going to be violent people, it's going to turn violent. Anyway, this fella, he he was he was saying why his big question that he was asking was why did the guards block them off at the top of Grafton Street to stop them going to their chosen destination, which was Saint Stephen's Green, where they would go and they had planned to do meditation and sing songs. Why, Dick? <laughs> and I was looking at it and I was like, stop, think. I mean, no no matter how mad and conspiratorial this stuff is, generally, and I mean, there was credence to a lot of what he was saying, but it was so, like, you didn't need that absolute nonsense to be thrown in because it just undermined his argument immediately. And yeah, this, the, the, the lie that makes everything else uh, so, so transparently fucking poppycock. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, there was truth in what he was saying. He didn't probably think about the implications for showing undercover guards' faces and identifying them. Which... Do you think that was his responsibility, though? To what? Uh, to protect their identity. It, it wasn't, but it was, their, it was their responsibility to protect their identity, which is why he got a bit roughed up. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah okay. You know, it wasn't like if... They, their responsibility was to protect their identity. And this lad turns up in a place that he's not meant to be and starts filming them. I mean, you know, he could have been putting them in danger. So, yeah. And, 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 of course, they didn't know who he was. So, again, that's all the more reason for them to, to get their backs up or get a little bit frightened on that. But, of course, he wouldn't have seen it that way. He would have seen it as guard of corruption, which I think was what it was tagged as. Mm. Now, I mean, it it just was. I mean, do I think you know? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a big fan of the idea of undercover guards anyway. You know, taking stationing themselves to take pictures of of protests and things in such a fashion. You know, I I think it's it's almost like um, entrapment to a certain extent. But nonetheless, this toolbox going into a place he shouldn't have been, and then. And then all of a sudden, his rights are being, you know, that that, that just didn't uh, didn't really hold water for me. But yeah, that that idea of them going meditating in the park was just like, what? Nonsense. What yeah. are you on? I I think the longer this lockdown and these protests come out, the more we're learning about each other, you know, as as a society, that we I 
don't personally feel like I, I want or need to know about people. Like, it's like this, you go to, you know, if if you want to compare it to fucking College Court in, in Limerick a couple of weeks ago, you know, you go to a party and the night just goes on and on and someone ends up talking bullshit, whether it's anti-vaccine or anti-lockdown or, or whatever. And of, an, of a normal night out, the next day you'll wake up and go, oh shit you know i talked a lot of shit but and we'll we'll make a laugh of it of it you know uh, uh the next day but this party has gone on so long so many people have done and said so much batshit things that when society goes back to normal a lot of people just won't be able to look each other in the eyes anymore yeah there's a lot of sort of like a lot of people doing themselves no favors not at all like someone in in your family will be the anti-vaxxer at Christmas now you know th- there's no I, I think we've crossed a, a social boundary uh, especially for a country where everyone knows everyone and you can't do anything without someone knowing your business so many people have nailed their colours to the to the post now that just the, the social fallout is like on an interpersonal level rather than like a governmental one or whatever, it's going to be pretty rough. Yeah, it is. Like it's going to have, it's going to have big, um, it's just going to be weird, I think. Hopefully, hopefully it won't. I mean, hopefully people will just kind of go back to normal and kind of, <laughs> weren't you a bit mad there for a while, that kind of thing. Yeah. Before we go, I just want to, I just want to bring one thing up. Do you remember, I don't know where it was, but some company celebrate International Women's Day. I think last year it was, or maybe the year before. They decided it would be a good idea for the women to nominate a man who helped them. No. (laughs) It was just kind of like, what kind of dope thought that was a good idea? And what happened? Well, I mean, it, it became a thing whereby it was just one of those like weird news stories that that come out but just the fact that that nobody stopped and went that's a really terrible idea uh-huh. but yeah i just wanted to bring that up because it, <laughs> it was so daft it was funny any any closing thoughts on international women's day in general uh, as as we go ladies i love you <laughs> <laughs> A great bunch of lads. Hey, do you know what? Actually, last week, I think there must have been a different Women's Day last week and Irish Whiskey Day. Someone decided it was going to be Irish Whiskey Day on the same day. And I got my conspiracy hat on and went, oh, is someone trying to drown out the signal by having two IWD monikers out there? And I was like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Yeah, but either way. Somebody told me last year it fell on the day of the clocks, the daylight savings thing. So International Women's Day was only 23 hours, which, oh, no. <laughs> which was just typical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typical. That was it. Oh, goodness. Well, Stephen and all you bitches and hoes, happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. Love you all. Great bunch of lads. Hmm.